Hi, this is Andy Crawshaw from the Game Plan Podcast, where we'll be discussing functional fitness, health, well-being, and becoming your best version. If you're looking to perform at your best in the gym, on the competition floor, or in just everyday life, listen in with Carter Douglas, the creator of the Game Plan, and myself. Hey guys, this is Carter Douglas. We'll be discussing topics and strategies that you can put to practice right away to build long-term habits for life. Hey guys, welcome to episode 10 here. My name's Carter Douglas. I'm here with Andy. What's up, guys? And our first guest of the podcast, we have Claire O'Keefe. Hi, guys. Thanks so much for having me. So today is our first episode with a guest. We brought Claire on. Claire is my partner, and we thought she was really, really relevant to actually have on the podcast here. Last few weeks, we've been talking a lot on habits and routine. Now, a lot of you guys are actually have lifestyles where your life is actually uh, ever changing it is consistently changing your routine is constantly thrown out of whack things like that may come down to shift work may come down to fly and fly out work claire does work fly uh, fly and fly out so that is one of the reasons why we thought we'd bring her on we talk all things about routine habits training up there performance even a little bit around relationships and that sort of stuff so first of all claire tell us a little bit about yourself Thank you. So for those that don't know, I am a Kiwi from New Zealand. I moved here about nine years ago. Uh, But about my sporting background, I've started dancing when I was three. Um, The types of dancing I did, I did ballet, I did Highland, which is Scottish and Irish dancing. I did hip hop, I did a bit of contemporary, a whole mix of things. Um, My sporting background as well, I played six sports, I think it was. I did netball, basketball, tennis, squash, uh, touch rugby and volleyball, all of which I competed with uh, and travelled around regionally um, in the country for. Uh, Squash was probably the one I was most competitive with and actually travelled over to Wellington, uh, which is not where I'm from, um, to compete for them and to to travel around with them, which was great. Um, And I've been doing that my whole life pretty much since I was little. When moving over here to Australia, uh, started doing more of just the gym work. I didn't do so much of the team sports um, and then eventually found CrossFit about six or seven years ago. And I've been doing that since. Mm, Safe to say you're very competitive. We've always been very competitive. Have been, yes. So... First of all, we brought you on here talking, going to be talking a little bit about fly and fly out work. How long have you been in fly and fly out work for? Or what is your, I suppose, when did you start and what does your routine look like with fly and fly out work for the past few years that you have been working there? So I've been doing fly and fly out for about four and a half years now. Uh, when I first started fly and fly out, um, I transitioned from working in the Perth office up to site and I initially started on a roster which was month on month off. I uh, did that for about a year before moving roles over to another site where I then started doing a two on two off roster and I've been doing that ever since. So I've been very very lucky with the rosters that I've had. I'm very fortunate that I've always been on an even time roster uh, and now though currently with the um, recent COVID situation uh as many other sites have been doing, they've been changing around people's rosters and I've gone back to doing four and four, which from what we've been told is just a temporary change until we will eventually move back to another two and two roster again. Awesome. And throughout this time, have you ever actually done shift work within these rosters or has it always just been the normal sort of nine to five or what, what would your day actually roughly look like hours wise? 
So I, I personally don't do shift. I also don't do night shift. So I am lucky there that I do have the constant of staying on day shift, but we do work 12 hour days every single day of the swing. So that means starting at 5 a.m. in the morning, all the way up till five o'clock at night uh, and doing that every single day. So it makes for a long day, but uh, we get the benefits of the R&R afterwards when we're done. Awesome, awesome. So obviously having a lot of time when you're away and a lot of time being at home does throw a little bit of a spanner in the works when it comes down to routine. And I know obviously the COVID situation is throwing a span in the works for a lot of people when it comes down to routine and people don't necessarily deal with a change or a break in their routine very well, or, you know, that span of throwing in the works. So when you initially started, did you find it hard to adapt to, or did you maybe you absolutely hate it or did you love it from the get go? Was it something that you adapted to really fast or how'd that go? I loved it right from the get-go and I adapted really, really quickly and really well. And I remember lots of people actually making that comment to me when I first went to site as well, just how much I thrived off it and, and being in that environment. So even before I went up to site, um, my life was very much routine based. I mean, humans are very much creatures of habit and I'm definitely one of those. Um, so even prior to going to site, I had a very uh, structured routine in my life when it came to getting up early, commuting to work, um, leaving work at a certain time to make sure I got to gym, uh, to the gym at a certain time for CrossFit, for, you know, classes. Um, I did a, a stage here for about a year when I did take up dancing again. And so that meant I had more, uh, needed more structure and routine in my life to be able to fit everything in when I was getting up early and then quite often not getting home until 10 or 11 p.m. at night. Um, so even prior to going to site, I had a very structured routine in life and that also came into play with nutrition as well. I had to, you know, uh, meal prep and food prep, uh, everything for the week. Um, so having that structure already benefited me when I went up to site. So on site as well, everything is structured, um, you know, right from what time you have to get the bus to work, uh, to what time you have to start, what time you have to finish. For me, training um, around work as well, you know, keeping that time frame of making sure that I can fit everything into the day. So because I already had that structure previously, changing that to uh, implement that when I go to, went to site, I found easy. It was difficult, of course, to... Uh, I guess, have the change in timings uh, with how long the days were. But uh, because I love routine, I, I settled in quite quickly to what that was going to look like. Cool, cool. How about when coming back from the site? Uh, would your routine still be quite uh, regulated still? It's a bit more flexible when I come back from site now. So, uh, you know, when I come back, obviously I don't have to work anymore for the two weeks or currently four weeks that I'm off. Uh, so I still have uh, the things that I do which are important to me, which is the training, which is my nutrition, um, things like that. But And I still have a structure for when I do that throughout the day with training. Um, but of course, I don't have to get up at silly o'clock anymore to have to do that training before I start work like I do when I'm on site. So I have a bit more freedom and flexibility when I am at home. And that also allows me to then do the things which are important to me and which matter to me. Um, and then I also have plenty of time, of course, to actually be able to socialize, to spend time with my partner, to spend time with friends, to do all my life admin work and, and all of that as well. And it also enjoy just chill out time too. That's cool. So even when uh, going from just doing life admin work, hanging out, it's still very structured. So going back on site, it's still following on with that structured mindset. 
Correct. Yeah. Um, you know, things don't change in terms of the days that I train. So that is still the same, whether I'm on site or whether I'm at home, I still have my same rest days. Um, I follow us, you know, similar nutrition habits. Um, most of the time I track my macros, uh, with times that I don't as well to enjoy life and, and, and eat what I like too. So, um, <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, it's good. There's obviously a lot more structure when I am on site, um, pretty much from the minute that I wake up to the minute that I go to bed, everything is structured. It has a time to it. Um, and you, I follow that to the minute, but when I am at home, it is a bit more relaxed. I do have more time to be able to just be flexible, still do the things that I want and need to do like my training, etc. But then I've got plenty more time to be able to, um, enjoy life at the same time. Yeah. So habits and routines are probably a very, very important part of your life, especially more now when that you actually are working away. Can you share a little bit with what your day when you're working away looks like? As in just a rough schedule of, you know, you train here, you work here, X, Y, Z, and then roughly what that looks like on a similar day when you're back at home as well. Sure. So I train five days a week and I have two rest days. My rest days are always Thursdays and Sundays. When I'm on site, my typical training day, um, day in the life of, looks roughly like my alarm going off at quarter past two in the morning to get up for training before work. Um, get up, I normally finish. That wasn't a joke. Yes, it was <laughs> quarter past two. Yes, 2.15 a.m. Uh, get up, I finish training at about four. Um, I then go back to my room, get ready. Maybe I need to go to the crib room to get some food as well. Um, and then get the bus to work, start work at five, finish at five, uh, get back to my room, get changed, start training again at 5.45. I like to be finished by 7 p.m. at the absolute latest. Sometimes a bit, it's a bit earlier, which is nicer. Um, and then f- between the hours of 7 to 8, that's me going back to my room, having a shower, heating up my dinner, um, and then having some chill-out time. Every second night is when I do my food prep. Um, so that means that I've gone to the crib room, I've got two days' worth of food to prep my um, main meals for the day, and I'll generally spend about 10, 15 minutes while my dinner's heating up to... Uh, prep that out so weighing it out tracking my macros etc and that means that my meals are then prepared and ready to go for the next couple of days i try to be lights out by 8 30 at the absolute latest and earlier if i can though that's and super full on that's that's crazy that's rough cool. idea of my day on on rest days it's a lot nicer i don't have to get up till 4 20 so i get an extra two hours sleep in which is always amazing and um those nights i don't generally do a lot i literally just try and chill out um just you know mentally de-stress a bit and mentally zone out um you know chill out watch some mind-numbing tv call my partner, um, just, yeah, not do a lot. Try to catch up on some sleep as well. All right. Do you have much social time at all during your shift work as well? Or is it all going to be just work-based? I could have social time if I wanted it outside of the work hours. I prefer personally not to. Um, you know, when I'm at work, I deal with people constantly for the 12 hours a day, which I love while I'm at work. But when work's done, then that's my time. You know, that's my time to do uh, what I need to do to be able to de-stress, zone out a bit, you know, do what I love, which is training. Um, So that's my time that I use for myself uh, in the day to do that, do what I want to do. Every now and then, you know, there might be a, a birthday celebration or something like that that people will go to the bar for. 
if I want to, I'll go by, but it will be after training and generally just for about 10 minutes or so just to say hi and, and have that little social time. But generally I use outside of work as my time to do what I need to do for myself. Wow. Okay. And it sounds like you're like, it's very clear to see what you definitely value during that time as well. You've got your training in there. You've got your uh, relationship stuff with your partner and everything like that with Kata. Do you feel like, do you feel like that that's easy to transition out of? Because once you're in everyday life back here at home, I'm assuming it's not anything like that. And if actually, if you could describe what your regular, you know, off days are like here uh, back at home. Yeah. So when I come back, um, transitioning back to, you know, home life, the first night that I have at home. So, you know, I fly back to, back home in, in the morning and that night I would, to be honest, I normally will take a sleeping pill and go to bed early and I'll normally sleep for about 12 to 14 hours. Um, and that's just for me to be able to start catching up on the sleep that I know that I uh, had neglected for myself for the last couple of weeks being on site, but it helps set me up well for catching up on that sleep and then getting myself back to kind of a state of norm when I am back home. But um, like I said, my training days are still the same. I rest on Thursdays and Sundays. So when I'm home, uh, I don't have to get up at silly o'clock again. I can you know, get up at a normalish time to be able to get up and go to the gym. Instead of training twice a day, I just train once a day, but my session's a little bit bigger. So I try to get all my training done in the morning. Um, and by mid-morning, I'm done, which leaves the rest of the day free for me to be able to have the flexibility now and, and not have so much structure and routine and, and do what I need and want to do in life for myself and with my friends and family, etc. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. That's, that's a crazy schedule. That's really cool that you're able to maintain that over a long period of time. Yeah. Um, it's easy because I really enjoy it. Like I love what I do. I love working FIFO. I love the lifestyle that it gives me. Um, so for me, it's easy. It, it's not a strain. It's not a struggle to do that mm, cool so that yeah that is a very full-on schedule obviously i do live with claire so i get to experience <laughs> the schedule consistently and hear about it whenever she's away as well but i also get to experience the other side to this the the fact that stress does play into it when you know claire is away on site for those couple of weeks or month at the moment and those full-on days where it's you know minimal sleep maximum work whether it's work or whether it's stress through training Claire what would you say or how does stress affect you throughout this time because this is obviously a very relevant one to our listeners as well because a lot of people when they're when their days and when their lives are consistently changing or if they do have to work an absolute ton stress is a big factor it can really affect people how does it affect you feel it affects you and how do you deal with it so for me it I find that it affects me in both a positive and negative way. Uh, when it comes to the work side of things, I thrive off a busy, crazy environment. So when things are full on at work, when it's busy, when you've got that um, pressure of having to perform and, and get a whole bunch of things done in what seems like a short amount of time, um, I thrive off that in that kind of environment. I know, though, that that's still a stressor like it's still putting stress on me mentally and my body however I use that to kind of propel forward to actually uh, use it as a motivator to be able to get things done um, and to work in what I call a batshit crazy environment um, however I know that it can still uh, have negative effects so it's, it's still stress it's still stress on the body um, so with that I do 
put a focus on trying to make sure that I have things to de-stress myself with as well. So that's why I like to use time outside of work for myself. Um, Like I said, to do things that I want to do that make me happy. Um, With that comes training. Um, And again, that in itself is still another stressor, even though it can be a positive, you know, you're, you're getting a bit of a physical release. You're also getting a mental release from work. You know, you're zoning out from work. Um, you're getting all the good positive effects from training uh, as well, but it's still stress on the body too. So outside of that, you know, I really focus on trying to make sure that my nutrition is good when I'm on site, that majority of the time I'm eating well and eating nutritious food because I know that that will help with not only my training, but also getting me through the long days. Um, when Except it's, for those amazing site desserts that uh, you tell me about. Yes, every now and then I still do go in for dinner. I don't eat my, my um, prepped meals and I'll eat uh, whatever I want. And that's what I did on my last, uh, my last swing, actually, the four-week swing. Once a week on Wednesday nights, we have a theme night. It's gourmet night. Um, and I would go in, I would eat dinner, I'd eat dessert, and I would just eat whatever I wanted and not worry about it. And I really, really loved having, again, that balance of, you know, tracking my macros most of the time, but also having the time to just chill out and eat whatever you want to eat as well. Um, so, yeah, but I also, like I said, on, on my rest nights, I really like to chill out, just zone out completely. You know, I've got a shack demat um, up on site. I'll sometimes use that. I'll, um, you know, call you, Carter, and, you know, we'll have a video chat, which is always nice. And, you know, it's hard sometimes when you don't have that uh, constant physical connection as such. So, you know, you do what you can to make that side of it work too. But, um, you know, to help me to sleep as well, I use the meditation app um, to, you know, help kind of zone out at night and to relax myself and meditate a little bit before I go to sleep as well. So lots and lots of little things to try and uh, counteract the stress that I do feel and that I do get all throughout each day. Interesting. So the most recent uh, split you've had was, typically it's uh, two weeks on, two weeks off, but the most recent one given the scenario of covid uh, it's been one month on, one month off. Now, being one month on, did that uh, rest and recovery period, Did that was that enough for you to fully recover for work itself over that month-long period? When I was on-site? Yeah, when you were on-site. Yeah, so we changed things up a little bit just for this last swing that I had, so going back to a month on. So, uh, like I said, normally I'd train five days a week and have the two rest days, but this time, uh, talking with my coach slash partner although we keep that separate um we added in one extra rest night so normally I'd train before and after work on a Wednesday this time though he gave me Wednesday nights off so I had that extra night to be able to just chill out zone out get an early night and honestly that for me made such a difference just having that extra night of not having to worry about anything else and even though I love training um, having that night to not have to worry about training and and go through that physical and mental stress of still you know doing that no matter how much I love it made a big difference. So we worked to tweak things a bit um, to make sure that I was able to still perform throughout the whole swing at high levels, not just for work but also for when I was training as well. Okay, and let's say for instance uh, having a partner was not in the picture, how long do you think you could maintain that? Um, being on site for with that extra rest day like that Wednesday could you do it for another two weeks extra so it would be six weeks on 
Yes. You think so? Okay. If, if I needed to, and again, this is with, you know, family, friends, partners, et cetera, out of the picture, not, not taking into account how um, they might be affected. If it was just me by myself, yes. I've been on site before for six weeks, uh, nonstop, when I was back in the days when I was training constantly as well. So for me, mentally, I know I can do it if I needed to. I don't necessarily want to, but, you know, if, if I had to, yes, I can do that fine. All right, cool. So let's look at recovery from a perspective of being back at home now. So is it going to be very similar in the way that you, um, re you is it the rest days uh, similar as well as you were on site? Or uh, do you have more rest days now that you're back home? Rest days are the same. So still Thursdays and Sundays, two rest days a week. Um, but my recovery is better when I'm home because I don't have all of the stress that I have when I'm on site. So even though sometimes training might maybe be a bit more full on when I'm home because I have the time, I've also got more time in the day to be able to use as recovery. Um, I also don't have all of the mental stress from work that I'm having to deal with as well. Like I, I just have a lot more time to um, not have so much stresses in my life. Mm, okay, good point. So let's go to training on site because we talked about your schedule and your routine on site, but not necessarily really the training. A lot of people have probably listened to this and thinking, why the hell do you wake up at quarter past <laughs> two in the morning to train? But then also you train again in the Arvo. So both of which are give or take an hour sessions, maybe just over, including a warm up there. I obviously write all of your programming and everything like that, being your coach, but you waking up that early is completely your choice. Obviously, this is something that you know you decide, you decided that works best for you in your routine. A lot of people do struggle to get into a routine or to actually have those dedicated times, those dedicated hours of the day. What made you choose to wake up and or to have those two sessions like that? So what made you have that as a bit of a desire to be a part of your habits and routine? Yeah, so I've been doing this now, getting up around that time for probably the last three and a half, four years of being on site. So for me, it's very much just ingrained in my routine. It's just the norm. I don't even think twice about it anymore. Um, the reason why I chose to start doing that though was when I did start doing it, I was very much in a competitive mindset with CrossFit and with training. And for me, I was deciding what my what was important to me with training, what my goals were, what I wanted to get out of it, what my non-negotiables were uh, just in life in general as well and, and what's important that I kept up while I was on site. Um, and training for me was was one of those key, key items. What it meant getting up early though was that getting some training done prior to work, I mean, I didn't have to train for so long after work. Um, you know, when you've worked a full day on site, I love going to training, but I don't enjoy training if, training if it goes for more than that one hour. So if I had to think of, you know, training for two hours after work, I'm just not going to be mentally engaged for that long. Uh, so kind of splitting it up and doing an hour before and after work is what works personally best for myself. My next question for you, and I have asked you many, many times since I've been coaching you, and I'll probably still ask you many, many times again is, how the hell do you train that early in the morning? How, how do you actually like get up, get started? And I mean, obviously no, because I see it, but what do you enjoy doing at that time of the morning, training-wise? 
I'm lucky that I've always been a morning person. Um, so, you know, growing up, as I said, I did lots of different dance styles. I competed in lots of different sports. So, you know, there were times in the month that every single weekend I'd be away for some sort of competition or sports um, tournament or whatever it was, which meant getting up at ridiculous hours of the mornings to have to get up and then travel to wherever I was traveling to. So it's something that I'm used to having to do all throughout growing up now obviously you know it's still quarter past two in the morning that I'm getting up it's just become such an important part of my routine and I've been doing this routine for so long that it's just automatic for me now it's not something that I ever think about or consider not doing even if I wake up you know I do have mornings that I wake up and I'm dead tired you know the eyes just don't want to open but before I know it I'm still outside in the gym and I'm training um so it's not something that I ever consider not necessarily doing unless I was maybe you know injured or whatever um I yeah (laughs) um I just I don't it's something that's just important for me to do for myself um, and once I've finished training, it's, it sets me up well for the day. You know, I've already, I'm, I've already got up, I've already been moving, I've already had lots of fluids, etc. So by the time I get to work, when everyone else is dragging their asses in and they're going straight to the coffee machine and, you know, trying to do that kind of stuff to wake themselves up, I'm already good to go. Like I've been up for a couple of hours already. I've moved my body. Um, I've got my mind stimulated already and, and I'm ready to go for the day. Next thing, I just need to state this for everyone else here. Claire does not drink coffee. She barely ever has caffeine besides the odd V. I have no idea how she actually manages to run personally. I wouldn't be able to survive. I need my coffee. And I'm sure you do too, Andy. You yeah. know all that. Huh? Yeah, I have no idea what how you're not running off like 500 milligrams right now. Yeah. <laughs> no, I personally cannot stand the taste of coffee at oh, right. all, but it is my most favorite smell in the world. I think it's amazing to smell. No, I agree with that. <laughs> ever tried snorting coffee? No. no, I'm joking, I'm joking. <laughs> All right. So next one, still going around training here is, so we just talked about, you know, how the early mornings are quite important to you. What does the early morning training look like for you generally? Because, you know, in my mind, for most people, and obviously I do, you do your training, I can't see someone back squatting a PB at 2.30 in the morning or anything like that. And going on from that, tell us, do you find that your performance gets hindered when you're on site versus when you're back at home? So the training in the morning, I don't generally do strength work Mm. in the mornings. Um, Working with you, we've split it up in a way so that my morning sessions are normally more so focused on gymnastics or, you know, cardio endurance type work. And then the PM sessions is when we'd focus more on uh, the strength and um, the, the strength side of it as well and it's not always perfectly that however that's generally the split that we have which is what I like as well because you're right I'm not necessarily going to be primed physically to do a 1RM back squat or to lift really really heavy weights in the morning however I do feel good if I'm you know doing gymnastics work or if I'm on the rower or doing some sort of endurance type workout so that's what I like and prefer which is why we do it as well um having worked with you and then sorry what's the next question with your performance do you feel like your performance is really really hindered being on site versus being at home or do you find that it's much for much and it's very similar maybe it varies a little bit but what would you say around that 
I'd say it varies quite a bit depending on the swing. So for example, my last swing, so the four weeks that I had on, that has probably been the most stressful swing work-wise that I've ever had. Like it was just, the stress was uh, crazy just with work. So for me, getting to training before and after work was a complete stress relief. Um, I was excited when I was going there to train because it just was my outlet and my escape from, you know, mentally being able to switch off from work and all that. So I actually think that I thrived a bit more on training. We also changed training up quite a bit. So um, we introduced new things that we weren't necessarily doing before into the training, which I really enjoyed having that variety. Other swings, say just my general swing, when I'm on, on site at work, I don't think my training is necessarily hindered on the most part. Where I will say it starts, I feel getting hindered is when I get to the end of my swing. So as I'm, as I'm starting to get to the end of my swing, I am starting to get tired. Um, I can see the end in sight. So I find it hard to be able to stay engaged mentally. And I have to really work hard, especially in the last few days of my swing, to, to stay engaged, to stay in that session and actually put in uh, the efforts that I need to th throughout. And I know that there's times that I will put in a half-ass effort because I just want that to be over because it means that I'm that much closer to finishing and, and you'll generally get the comments saying that I'm doing that. Um, compared to when I'm at home, it does take me a few days to just get back into the swing of things to um, you know catch up on sleep and kind of start feeling normalish again. But um, I don't think, you know, when I'm at home, things are pretty good. It's um, not as stressful as such. I don't have so much regimen of time around it. I've got a bit more flexibility to, to be able to train how and as I need to. So things are pretty good when I'm at home on that side of it. Yeah, that's cool. Actually, I got another question. And just taking a step back, uh, I'm just super curious myself. Like you're obviously super competitive and there's um, no doubt about your like consistency of training. It's definitely on point. But is there like an underlying reason why you train or like is there a reason or a thing you use training for to help you in life? Is it actually very competitive in the, you know, one-on-one -on -one or, you know, you versus someone else in a competition thing? Or is it more just for yourself? So previously it's been more of the competitive side in terms of, you know, wanting to do competitions, um, you know, using other people as motivators to, to keep progressing forward as well. Uh, so that was very much a... I was in a very much of a competitive mindset and that's how I've been my whole life. I mean, I've been competing in dance comps or sports comps, sports comps since I was six. Um, so I've, that's what I've known and what I've been used to. Recently, I have had a bit of a shift in that and mm. I am moving more towards now just doing it for myself personally, um, starting to restructure and reshape my goals towards um, what, do I want to get out of my training for myself? So it's going to, it's a bit more of a, um, a, a personal approach now, not for competing, not for anyone else um, or against anyone else other than myself. And, you know, a bit more of just a general wellness, health and well-being approach to training. So um, even having that shift as well, I've, I've noticed the changes in my mindset in a positive way um, because this has just been the time now that, um, I need to change the way that I think and, and figure out why I'm actually training and, and 
I've realized that I've, I don't want to do it for the competition side anymore and that it is more of something that I just want to do for myself, for my own general health and well-being, for you know, the mental well-being it gives me, for the physical well-being that it gives me as well. Cool. And do you feel that your progression uh, with you doing it for yourself now has been more or less uh, progressive versus how you would do, uh, train and the way you were progressing when you were more competitive? Good question. Um, I haven't necessarily seen a difference, as in I don't feel and I haven't seen that my progress, uh, my training has progressed backwards whatsoever. And if anything, I've still been progressing forward. Um, the main change for me is just how I approach it and how I feel about it mentally. Um, I started getting to a point where the competition side, it just wasn't really revving me up anymore. It wasn't giving me that motivation that I wanted to or that I needed when I was in a training session. Whereas now, um, thinking about it in another way, it's it's given me that fire again to start doing and training and performing the way that I want to for myself. So definitely haven't seen a shift in a negative way whatsoever with the physical performance that I've been uh, able to uh, able to do but I've seen a positive effect in my mental outlook with yeah. training now sounds like you're much more consistent as well and just it just feels a lot more better to train more, more of an in- intrinsic goal yes very much cool I actually got a question here and it's more about the relationship uh, relationship side of things so does being in a relationship help uh when you're in that FIFO lifestyle yes Yes. Uh, well, that's the question. That's the answer I'm supposed to give now, right? Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Say whatever you want. <laughs> um, it, it does help. I mean, you know, there's lots of pros and cons, if I'm being honest, but I see more of a pro uh, being in a relationship because, like I said, you know, there can be really stressful times when you're on site or sometimes you just have really crappy days or sometimes you have amazing days. So having someone that you can share that with whether it's the good or bad times especially the bad times though you know having someone that you can share that with just to be able to talk to or just vent to or you know anything like that especially when you're away and you're dealing with a lot of that stress and you don't have that person there um is a major benefit you know you don't feel alone at all that's cool what about the challenges are there any there's definitely challenges I think there were. I mean that in a way from <laughs> there's challenges in any relationship. I never thought there were any challenges. <laughs> I don't know what she's talking about. I'll start digging. No, there's challenges in any relationship, no matter what situation you're in. What I find can be the biggest challenge is the physical distance. So, you know, if you're having a bad day and you just want to have a hug from your loved one, you can't get that, you know, you have to wait until you're home or, you know, sometimes communications can be a bit more difficult because you can't necessarily just, you know, go into the next room and they're there to be able to have a conversation with or anything like that. But, you know, you work things out and you find out what works for that couple and we've found what works for us and how we get through it together. And, you know, we don't necessarily have any negatives with the situation whatsoever um but there's definitely challenges with that it's it's, you know the physical distance and um the communications via normally sometimes just by a message or a phone call can sometimes be a challenge i think yeah all right how about when i guess it's a lot better when you come back because then it's like you know distance makes the heart grow fonder 
Yeah, and and that's something that you know having I I have more time now in my life doing FIFO than I did when I worked in the Perth office. So prior to going up to site when I worked in the Perth office. I, you know, like I said, would get up early to commute to work, would work all day and then go to the gym. I'd get home late at night. That would be the Monday to Friday. First half of Saturday, I'd be at the gym. So technically, I'd kind of only have a day and a half. So Saturday afternoon and Sunday, free a week. That's what, three, six days a month free that I would have. But within that time, I'd have to, you know, that's the time for me to socialize, to see my friends outside the gym, um, to do all my life admin stuff. Six days a month compared to now that I have 14 days a month, it gives me so much more time to be able to do things in life. It also means that I get to see Carter a lot more. You know, if I was in Perth working, I'd be getting up early before he would probably even getting, be getting up out of bed. Um, I would only see him at the gym maybe some nights and then we'll see each other late at night when we get home and we'll pretty much just go in bed. And then we'll have some time on the weekend. But, you know, now being in FIFO, yes, we have... It can be hard when I'm away because we're not there to be with each other at all, um, you know, together in person, I mean. But when I'm home, I have complete flexibility to be able to do what we want to do or spend whatever time he has free um, because I've got that time free. So I love it. It works really well for us. And I'm hoping he's going to feel the same, but, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I am going to butt in on this one just to share my side of it here as well. I actually personally, like, I love having my own personal space. It is great. So with Claire being FIFO, the, you know, having those couple of weeks away means that I do get my own personal space. But at the same time, when she's here, it means that around my schedule, there is so much time that we can actually spend together. Because with my schedule, if she was in a normal nine to five office job in Perth, here where we are, we would be spending virtually no time with one another. So with Claire actually being able to be home for a couple of weeks, that positively benefits the relationship and benefits me far more and far outweighs any negative of her actually being away on site. So the benefit of her working FIFO, I find is way greater for when she's home than any any negative that gets thrown our way when she's on site. So I personally actually really enjoy it. That's cool. It's not for everyone though, just because I feel like with your job, you can be quite flexible. You are a, um, uh, I guess, a non-centralized coach in a way. Oh, we're talking about my job. Okay. Yeah. 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 It is a good thing being able to be a little bit more flexible with my own hours, especially when Claire is home. Um, but at the same time, that may mean that I do need to do some work when, if Claire was in an office job working a nine to five, that may mean that I would need to do some work when she wasn't working. So that would eliminate more time. But mm. it does mean that if she's home for a couple of weeks at a time, means we've got middle of the day where we could hang out as well as some nights or mornings, or I could schedule my work around what works for her. So yeah, works great. Yeah. All right. So last one here on the FIFO work, let's magically take away the FIFO lifestyle. What habits have you created throughout this that you believe you would actually consistently try to keep or take into, you know, the next phase of your life? Let's say, imaginarily, say that it is a nine to five office style job. Good question. Um, I feel like 
the habits I would carry over would be very similar to the habits that I had prior to starting FIFO anyway, when I was working the typical nine to five job in the city. Uh, I would still find the routine that works for me for training, whether that meant that I worked, uh, sorry, that I trained both before and after work, similar to what I do on site, or if it meant that I just did a bigger training session, if that's what would actually suit me better when I'm back in Perth, if I was doing that to say train after work. Um, so training would still stay the same. I would still train the five days a week with the two rest days. You know, that wouldn't, I don't see that changing. Uh, my nutrition habits would also still stay the same. I know that for sure. I, uh, for me personally, I really enjoy tracking my macros. Uh, so that wouldn't change. However, I would probably have to do a lot more planning in terms of, you know, meal prepping my meals for the week, potentially on a Sunday or, you know, whatever it was going to be to make sure that I still had that structure to keep, uh, you know, 80 or 90% of the time my nutrition really good. And then also having that flexibility um, to eat what I want sometimes as well. So that, I know that they're the two key things in my life. Um, and then outside of that as well, I would, I would find a routine or structure to make sure that we still got to spend time, a uh, decent amount of time together as well and being able to see friends and have that social time outside of that. So um, I don't see it as being too different to previously when I was actually working in Perth, to be honest. That's cool. Um, I got one more question. Yeah. Uh, and let's take someone else who isn't in a, is in a relationship and is considering doing fly and fly out work on a similar split, two weeks on, two weeks off. Is there one key advice that you would give them uh, to you know, ensure it's a successful time? Communication. Yeah. That, I know it may, may sound cliche, but honestly, communication would be absolutely key, both prior to starting FIFO. So, you know, sitting down, talking with each other, finding out exactly what is, you know, what's going to happen, what's the job, how much time is it away, how many hours of the day, like what kind of structure is both of their lives going to have now? And then also what that looks like when that person comes home. So, you know, they need to, I would suggest make sure that they set what their priorities are and what they want to get out of it. Um, but also communicate constantly, you know, when that person is away to make sure that both sides of the party are doing okay. If they're having any issues, you know, speak to each other about it. You know, you, you know, you know the drill, but for me, it's just, it really does come down to communication. If communication falls apart, then, a lot of other things can. I feel like we've got that one pretty down pat right now. Yeah. So with all of our future guests, as well as Claire here, we've got, well, we've written up three final questions before we actually wrap up every of these episodes that we're going to be asking here. So question number one here, these are by far not rapid fire ones. No, these are deep, these are deep questions. So. These are deep, <laughs> but let's see how she goes with them. So question number one, Yourself from 10 years from now knocks on the front door. You open it. What advice do they give you? Oh, all right. Uh, good question. Myself 10 years from now, if I was going to talk to myself now, I would tell myself, and this is probably going to come across very cliche, but I'm kind of thinking of this in the way of, if it was now also looking back and I was talking to myself 10 years ago from now, what advice would I give? Um, and I would 
say to really make the most of and appreciate every moment. Um, and again, like I said, can be cliche, but it's true. You know, it's something that I actually constantly remind myself to do now is to actually slow down and actually, you know, take in what's going on. Because I find sometimes we wish our lives away. You know, we can, if I'm on site during a swing, I'm counting down the days until my swing is over. I'm wishing that day away so it would hurry up and, you know, get to when I can come home. I used to do the same when I was in working in Perth. You know, you wish the week away because you just want to get to the weekend. And then quite often, you know, how many times a year do we say, oh my gosh, it's already June, half the year's over. Oh my gosh, it's already the end of the year. Where has that year gone? Um, And quite often we can actually miss some amazing moments that's happening or you know the little things that we don't necessarily appreciate at the time looking back that uh you know meant a lot to us so again cliche yes but I would just remind myself to just slow down and make the most of and appreciate every moment that's actually happening in life because before you know it it's going to be gone all I got to say is thank God that the future future you didn't give you the advice to not let me move in with you. That's all <laughs> I was hoping for that one. Yeah. I don't think that's cliche at all. I think mm. it's pretty relevant, especially nowadays where people are a lot of times in their own minds. And mm. as you said, yeah, middle of the year, where's the time gone? Yeah. Yeah. All right. So second question, another hard hitting one. So if you got to relive a moment in your life again, which moment would you choose and what would you change about it? I could relive a moment. I would relive when Carter and Gate uh, proposed to me. Oh no, wait, sorry, that hasn't happened yet. My bad. I'm getting mixed up here. <laughs> I'm thinking about the future. No, okay, I'm really kidding right now. He's, I think, running out of the door at the moment. <laughs> but in all honesty, okay. <laughs> uh, well question. done, Claire. Well done. <laughs> she got me back. <laughs> moment to relive. That is a hard one. There's lots of amazing things that have happened in life. One of the, I guess, recent ones in years that jumps out to me instantly that I would love to relive is uh, about 18 months ago, we went on a trip back to my hometown in New Zealand. It's Carter's first trip back to New Zealand. Uh, So I got to show him around, uh, meet him, uh, introduce him to all my cuzzy bros, introduce him to some sheep um but in that same trip my mum got married and I was maid of honor my brothers were there our whole family from around the whole country was there and it was incredible I wouldn't change anything about it but you know forced me to dance with you I forced him to dance with me he hates dancing that was wonderful um and just that whole experience was amazing and I don't think there's too many of us that can say especially you know in their 20s that they got to go to their mum's wedding um and be involved with it so I would relive that day as many times as I could without changing a thing that's a great answer because I was actually expecting something a little bit more like you know a negative thing or something you would want to change there but that's a good response I'm like I like that so for me personally, like in regards to the negative stuff, I, you know, people ask me this sometimes, you know, what do you regret in life? You know, that, that whole question. I personally don't regret anything. Awesome. For me, Good. you know, everything that we've done in life, we've either wanted to do at some point in time and whether we find out eventually that it maybe wasn't the right thing to do, you know, it's something that we wanted to do in that moment in time. Things that maybe went wrong or we figured out we shouldn't have done, we learn from. 
Um, everything that I've done in my life, the both the good, the bad, the positive, the negative, has led me to this exact moment where I am here now, even just being in this room with you guys, just the situation where I am in my life currently, I love. And I wouldn't be here right now if I hadn't have gone through all of the good, bad, and the ugly to get me here as well. So yeah, no negatives. Um, don't regret anything. You just learn from it. Love it. Good old butterfly effect. All right, last question here. This one's a, a bit more simple than the last couple. What is your game plan moving forwards? Game plan. Um, you could answer this in lots of different ways, I suppose. So my, I'm going to answer this similar to what I've said mentally, and I, and I will relate it to training. So my game plan going forward is me changing my mentality my, and my outlook with what I'm doing with training and why, my why for training. So I'm not necessarily looking at it in a competitive way anymore to compete, um, do competitions, etc. For me, it's my game plan is, is more towards myself. What do I want to do for myself training-wise? Um, what do I want and need to do for my general health and well-being? Um, I will still have goals towards training, but um, they'll now be you know, just, just alter slightly. So my, yeah, my game plan going forward, uh, for training is, uh, just changing my mindset to, to be doing it just purely for myself now and, and my, my wellness. Cool. I love it. I love it. All Tough right. questions. <laughs> <laughs> and you're the first one to have to answer them. So yeah. if anyone else does jump on this episode, hopefully now you've actually, oh, sorry, not on this episode, on this podcast. You've now actually heard the questions first. They may get altered down the track, but we never know. I quite like them, though. I quite like them. I like them, too. So you can start preparing for them. So start thinking about how you answer these yourself, even. Yeah. All right. Thanks a ton for being part of our episode here, Claire, being the first guest and number 10. Thank you for being on. Thank, thank you, you so much for having me. Enjoyed it. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for uh, listening. So uh, I think that basically sums up the, uh, the episode for um, this week. It's episode 10. Thanks heaps for listening, guys. We hope that you appreciated and got some value out of this episode, especially our first one with a guest. Now, if you have anyone who you believe would be a great fit for our podcast to jump on and maybe educate or maybe share their opinion on health and wellness or health and fitness in any form, we'd love to hear it. So flick us through a message. Another thing is something that helps us out immensely is if you guys, while you are listening to this one and you are enjoying it, Take a screenshot, chuck it on your Instagram, chuck it on your Facebook stories, give it a bit of a share. We get more value out of that than any amount of reviews through iTunes. So, But we also still appreciate reviews on iTunes. So feel free to give that one a bit of a share. We'd love to see that one. We can repost you guys as well, but we really value that one. Thanks heaps. That's episode 10. We're wrapping up now, guys. We will see you guys next week. Catch you guys. Bye.